0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: I forgot it was such a short interview. I was like, how does he get so in depth in such a short time? It's not possible, but you really did.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Hey, thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series Of course, uh, you know what to do if you, if you like what you see, what you hear uh, I hope you hit that subscribe button You get three new interviews sent to you every single week That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday To keep you up to date on your favorite artist's and discover those new ones, all the usual spots, including a Spotify, Apple podcast at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests have included uh, Liz Fair, uh, Duff McKagan from uh, Guns N' Roses, Susan Tedeschi, Josh Radner from uh, Fleischman is in Trouble and How I Met Your Mother, Felicia Day. Uh, Kristen Hirsch from Throwing Muses. We had Lainey, The Breeders, Baroness, Leve, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran, Tommy Stinson of The Replacements. We also had the uh, the filmmakers behind the show Physical, uh, The Morning Show, uh, Michael C. Hall, the actor who uh, also has the band Princess Goes. Uh, Just an example of the type of guests you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, and I am so excited about this, Sarah Silverman. She's got a new comedy album called uh, Someone You Love. Now, this started as a special uh, that can be seen on Max. She did much earlier this year. Uh, And now, uh, it's on streaming, it's up on streaming, but now the vinyl version is also arriving December 15th via 30 Tigers. So Sarah and I are going to be discussing some of her favorite comedy albums, from the likes of Steve Martin, Brian Regan, and Robin Williams, among others, uh, to loving Broadway cast recordings when she was growing up, Uh, as well as her preference, I'm going to ask, between CDs and vinyl, since we're talking about vinyl anyway. Uh, Sarah's also going to get into the songwriting sides of her talents, such as when she wrote a song for Howard Stern that she performed alongside uh, the chick's Natalie Maines, Uh, the piano ballad Something to Tell You that can be heard at the end of this new special, Uh, as well as knowing uh, a mutual friend of ours, the late Scott Hutchison of Frightened Rabbit, uh, Sarah actually performed on the uh, tribute album Tiny Changes, So we're going to talk about Scott and I want to bring up her podcast, which she tells me is finally returning. Uh, It's become such a beacon to fans, uh, not only for the entertainment side, but really for looking for an ear uh, and a shoulder uh, for some help and advice. All that and more as we talk about the new album, Someone You Love. It's Kyle Meredith with Sarah Silverman.
1: Hello. Where are you?
2: i'm in uh, i'm in louisville
1: kentucky
2: usually when someone says it like that like they've got a really good story about why they hate the place or or just that they know it exists that's that's No,
1: I, I know almost nothing about kentucky other than mitch mcconnell mm-hmm. sturgill simpson
2: right okay so nice nice balance there well done
1: and it, it's like supposedly has the greatest sun for weed growth
2: yeah, uh Be Real from Cyprus told me this same thing that's something about the weed here. It's one of his favorites. And it's that's like Willie telling you that, I mean, be real, you know, like he's up there, like he knows what he's talking. I don't know. I'm more of a gummy guy, but uh I'll take his word on it. So
1: <laughs> I'm both. I like it all, all the forms.
2: Well, um, compliments on this new special and this album, Someone You Love. It's hilarious. The stories. Even the little moments, uh, and I don't, I don't mean to say the threat, like there's a moment where you're just doing a deep voice and you're like, hello, and, and you're talking about you. Like even those, like it's such a well-done special. So just starting out with the compliments.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's just true, you know, coming home and being scared. I, it's funny how I, it resonated with, with people, especially women, just coming home and being like,
2: hello, hello, hello. But it's interesting. I was thinking about because what we're talking about. There is a special, but but this is the album, and and I was thinking about how, especially with comedy specials, with live albums and music and everything else. Like most of the time, growing up, because pre YouTube, all of that. Like I would hear these before I would ever see the special. If I had ever saw this if the special even existed, you know, right?
1: Oh, comedy albums.
2: And the the imagination that you sort of have to use to go along with these, like. Like there are some people, I don't even know if you care how this enters someone's world through the album or through the special, like as the artist, like, do you even have the preference?
1: No, not at all. And, you know, listen, I, you know, I'm expressive with my face, but I think comedy with an album is, is the best. I mean, so many, so many records I listen to, so many comedy albums I listen to, Audio. I mean, like Steve Martin, you know, comedy isn't pretty, I mean, I remember first moving to Los Angeles and driving around with my friend Steve Agee and just listening to uh, Brian Regan and CDs, like, oh my God, you know, um, Robin Williams' Live at the Met, you know, Woody Allen double album I grew up with that my mom had all of that stuff, you know, Albert Brooks comedy minus 1, like it's just there's something very classic about comedy that's just audio, you know, the comedy album.
2: Now, did you ever do the flip where you eventually saw the special and it or 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 the performance and it looked nothing like what you like I I was thinking about something you said like Mitch Hedberg, you know, that was one of those we passed around like in my 20s.
1: Wow. You know, and
2: everybody was like, oh, the Mitch Hemper, and eventually, again, YouTube, and I was like, one of the I just looked it up. and It's like nothing, nothing like I thought that would have looked almost, I won't say killed it, but uh, almost killed a little bit, you know?
1: Well, I mean, the great thing about audio is it's theater of the mind, you know, and so like your own creativity finishes the circle, you know, of, of the audio visual thing you're listening to. And uh, yeah, sometimes like I remember I always listened to like Broadway show soundtracks in New Hampshire growing up and I never saw the shows, you know, and then like, so I grew up and I saw some of the shows and it was just so different than what I had patched together just from the songs, you know.
2: And you have to what I mean, I don't even know if you do like at some point your mind has to be okay with that you have to just forget anything that you had before.
1: Well, it's like when movies are made of a book and like the people who love the book are always going to be disappointed because it's not what they imagined.
2: Uh, yeah, I, it's like, I do that with live albums a lot, too. Uh, I've got those favorite live albums, music live albums, you know, it's like uh, Purple Rain. That was because Purple Rain is sort of a live album. It's sort of an album live album. You know, it's one of those like eventually seeing that. There was a Counting Crows thing that I used to love. And then you see the room and it's like, oh, it's so much smaller. And the audience isn't half as into it as I thought. (laughs) And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies. Yeah, I suffer when I say I suffer from allergies. I suffer from allergies p r o allergy.com that's a s t e p r o allergy.com astapro and go use as directed for relief of nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies
0: the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
2: Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Sarah Silverman. So you have it out, and it's out on 30 Tigers, which I'm such a fan of those folks out there. And you've done vinyl uh, uh, this time. It's, I think the vinyl's coming out in December. Have you done vinyl before
1: i always do a little vinyl you know um or i know i did with um i think the last two anyway maybe not jesus magic but that would have been a good one on vinyl but um minus like i'm sure several problematic moments (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's always just fun that's more just almost that's just for such a few amount of people but those people care You know, that it's, it makes it special.
2: Where are you on the, um, do you like, do you you have the people's like, Oh, I only prefer vinyl. You know, that's, that's, that's my mode.
1: Completely respected. I just personally don't have the equipment. Although my boyfriend was just like, we need a record player. I've bought so many record players over the years, like, and and just never like, unless you really like hook it up to your speakers and everything, which is, there's so many digital ways to listen to records now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That um, it's probably a cool time, but you need a little space, you
2: know. I'll tell you, I, uh, I'll say the thing that's not cool to say these days, and I still prefer CDs. I have lots of records. I have lots of CDs. We were just talking about, I because I'm I'm also I work at a radio station also full time, and uh, and and so it's just a bunch of music nerds around here, and we were just having that conversation, like for all of the coolness of vinyl, and it is. There's something about a relationship I still have with a CD. I don't know what that is, but.
1: Um. Yeah, it's probably your age and when CDs came out and what the age you were when that was and how it hit you and how you experienced music from that point would be my guess. But I mean, yeah, CDs technically sound perfect, right? I mean, I think people like vinyl because they like the cracks and they like the imperfections and stuff like that, you know, like it's it because. That's when they first were, like, hearts exploded from music.
2: So what's what's your story? What's, what's your backstory on the music? Because comedy, yes, but music has always been a big part of it. In fact, I'm not sure why you're not usually introduced as, you know, comedian, actor, musician, because I feel like the musician part is just as important with
1: you. I'm an excellent musician and singer for a comedian, but a not good enough singer and musician for a singer musician. I don't know if that's true.
2: I mean they're funny songs. Do you ever write serious songs?
1: Yeah, I've written a couple serious songs and you know, they're best just kept inside my uh head or like on my phone because nobody wants to hear a comedian's like heartfelt song. Just nobody does. Give me one example.
2: <laughs> you know it, it changed, but looking back, you did the song with uh, with Natalie Maines um, uh, for Howard.
1: Yes,
2: and that starts as a series like that starts as a heartfelt, and of course, every, we were all expecting for that to change, and you lived up to that. And it's a, but that's like one of those moments like that's that's a good song.
1: Well, like big Howard fans, like it, it made some people, we, you know, it moved, it did actually move some people even, but yeah, it's a silly comedy song, but it was so fun to write. And I had written it and then Gary Delabate was like, do you mind if Natalie Maine sings it with you? And I was like, are you kidding me you know and i texted her the song and then i drove to her house and by the time i got to her house she had like the most incredible harmony line and like just made it a billion times you know into a real song so it was so fun
2: yeah it, it's actually fun watching her like her doing the comedy side which she she's good at that too you know i, I think oh,
1: yeah. she i can't remember what it was but she added uh she changed a line that made it so much funnier
2: so i mean what was it like even as jokes, when, do, cause you can play, I, you play piano, I play guitar, right? Piano guitar. Is that right?
1: I'm just learning piano, which is the, the, the song at the end. Um, I wrote on piano and then a really good pianist ended up playing it. Mark Rivers who produced it and helped me write it. But, um, so that's just, you know, I just was like, well, I know chords on the guitar and I have a piano and I was like, I'm, I think it's just like a C chord, and I'm like, I know where C is, like you know, and I. So, I mean, I can pluck out stuff.
2: When did all that start happening? That's that's what I was getting to. Like, like sure, you've told your comedy story, I'm sure, but but when did the songwriting enter your world? Is there like a hard spot for that?
1: Well, when I started doing st- I started doing stand up, you know, in my teens, and then um, my friend Mark Cohen play it was a guitar act you know is it you know plays the guitar and and he um started teaching me chords and stuff and um you know when i was like 20 and um you know you only need to know a few chords to start writing songs so
2: there are bands that made entire careers out of just those few chords right there
1: (laughs) brilliant ones
2: absolutely uh well the song you're talking about uh something to tell you. is a great moment at the end of this special uh and the orchestra great but when the kids choir comes in
1: <laughs> do you have to
2: explain to their parents what's going like who signs off on that
1: well if you saw the movie bruno you would see that um parents will sign off on almost anything <laughs> their kids are gonna be on tv <laughs> but you know it was very sweet they didn't have anything i don't think they had any like swears or anything to say i don't think yeah, we, we you know, it's a it's a fairly innocuous song. I mean, you know.
2: Reminded me of some more of my traumatic moments growing up. I, uh...
1: <laughs> well, I have a terrible misophonia, so to be able to have a line in there saying like this, I can't remember how it goes, but just when I'm talking about uh, the sound of someone biting into an apple in a quiet car uh-huh. makes me want to fucking die. Yeah, that's course. Being.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like I had a, in high school, there was a girl who broke up with me for having bad breath. Well, please don't cry for me. (laughs) It was a good lesson learned that day.
1: Probably did you a huge favor ultimately. You probably have the the cleanest breath in the world. I'm a better
2: brusher, you know, but, you know, thanks to some. Uh, undiagnosed IBS issues at the time. I like lots of lessons learned around that time. So a song like this, it's an anthem, whether you mean it for it to be or not, it's an anthem.
1: Right, you gotta take care of your gut health and you have to floss.
2: All the above. No, thank you. So thank you from all of us out here. And we'll be right back right after this. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith. And today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, Well, what can you tell us about it?
1: Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene.
2: That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Sarah Silverman. I was just looking at some of the stuff you'd done, too, musically. Um, we both knew Scott Hutchison. And you sang on the, uh, the Tribute album because you did. Uh, you, you helped on my Backwards Walk. How did you know Scott? I mean, sure, Scott knew everyone, I guess. I think everyone
1: knew Scott. I just knew him because I was a fan. Um, I loved Frightened Rabbit, who my friend Harris Whittles turned me on to. And um, so I had him, he was in LA. So um, he was in LA a bunch, I guess, LA and Scotland, you know? And um, so I had him on my uh, Largo show. I I have like a monthly show at Largo out here. And um, he came on it. And we also just bonded about depression and managing depression. And he had helped me, you know, kind of um, get out of a downward spiral. And I just, I feel so, and I, you know, I know we always think that we could stop it. And I really do, really do though, you know, um, he sent out a flare on Twitter, he, you know, and I didn't see it in time.
2: Yeah, no way. That was that was a rough time. And have you heard Frank Turner's tribute to him? No. A wave across the bay? Because they were close too, Frank. And uh yeah, it's one of the when I heard it, I didn't know that it existed. I was listening to his album and he got a few lines into it and he hit me. I was like, is he singing about Scott? Because the first line is I dreamed of Scott last night. And by the time the song was done, I was in like absolute tears and it's it's an incredible song um
1: oh god, I just queued it up oh yeah. my gosh
2: yeah so knowing that you're a friend and a fan um,
1: yeah oh god it's just his music has such different meaning now and it's sometimes it's just too hard to listen to but I love it so much
2: well you tackle a lot of that um as you're saying depression and everything on on the podcast too which it's a, is the podcast on a break is it just paused or
1: it's coming back October 17th I want to say um on Lemonada um but it will be back
2: I mean you've done so much good for people through that but that's like I mean that's obviously a different lane that you get to take it feels, yeah, yeah. now is that just something that did I don't know because you have comedy maybe you're like I want to do something else how did it develop that way
1: I didn't plan it to be this way <laughs> I um the pandemic hit and I couldn't do stand up. And I was like, this is, I can't, all right, I give in. I'll I'll, I'll do a podcast, you know, because <laughs> um, it was really jarring and scary to not have stand up, you know? Um, so I got a podcast and I knew I didn't want to have guests because, it, and I am so happy to be on your show and to go on different people's shows, but it it is like a fear of mine to have to ask, friends to do my podcast or like I just can't and I'm also not interested in interviewing celebrities or I don't know you know I wanted to talk to people I wanted to you know so I just wanted to do a um call-in show and the calls just become the trajectory of the show and that is what has happened but the trajectory of the show went in a very different way than I thought You know, and, um, and I really love it. I, I, you know, I sometimes listen back and I'm so embarrassed at the, the gall I have to like be, I'm in no place to, you know, I mean, armchair expert was taken for a title and, and I didn't know it would go that way. But, you know, I try to be very upfront and just like, I'm talking fully out of my ass right now, but this is what I think, or, you know, I don't know the answer to this or my take is this, but It's really been exciting for me to to put my brain power on on stuff that matters like this, just stuff that every person is going through or any person might be going through. And the variety of people that call in just totally shocked me also just because I'm an idiot and I it didn't occur to me that people outside of America or outside of this country could hear but it's from all over the world every part of this country and I really love the places it goes you know
2: and there's something about like uh, of course your fans know you you know it's like when you're famous I was uh, like when you're famous to any degree it's almost like the bartender thing like how you can just saddle up to the bar and talk to this complete stranger about anything
1: it's People even on the street, people tell me very intimate details, you know. <laughs> I, I think there's something about comedians, too, where, you know, if you were in a restaurant and you saw, like, Nicole Kidman, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's Nicole Kidman. But I think with me or with comics in general, it just feels like you know them, you know, so they're like, Sarah, you know, or whoever <laughs> you are, you know, I think we're, we're more like people that people feel like they... They know you. You know they're already comfortable.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, in the hands of the wrong person, <laughs> who knows what could happen. But and I say that in the most complimentary way because because your responses are honest where you're coming from, but it's it, it's done in a heartfelt and personal way, uh, and I, and I think you know the fact that I always feel like you're trying to find how you relate to it so you can help in that way. Like, anyway, it's just, I'm I'm so happy to hear that it's coming back, because I really do enjoy hearing it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out um, how to, how to, yeah, never mind, scrap that. Cancel, cancel.
2: <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I don't have any of the problems that you all are talking about. It's all foreign to me. I'm just <laughs> fine and perfect. So it's just, it's more of trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with everyone else. But no, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh It's great this special also is hilarious that i mean that uh someone you love and um and everything you're doing uh i've been such a fan for a long time so i appreciate what you're doing thank you for taking the time to talk about it
1: it's awesome to talk to you thank you so much
2: and my thanks to sarah silverman the new album is called someone you love thanks to you of course for checking out this uh this episode please do hit that subscribe button so, you can keep up with the entire interview series. You get new interviews sent to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots like uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show. Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get four hours of classics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You get the best in new music. I do lots of music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews as well. One of my recent uh, episodes had the music of uh, Eurythmics and Morrissey, Death Cab for Cutie, The Pixies, Slater Kenny, King Kong, The Foo Fighters, Michelle and Cello, Supreme Beings of Leisure, Tori Amos, Soul Coughing, Sufjan Stevens, Michael Kiwanuka, Minnie Ripperton, The B-52s, MC5, Queens of the Stone Age, Mitski, Soccer Mommy, and my interview with Tommy Stinson of The Replacements. Just an example of what you get's. Every weeknight starting at 6pm Eastern at WFPK.org Consequence has your music And film news You can also find me on the social medias It's always the same, the address At Kyle Meredith So I do hope you like and follow along And that does it for another edition I'm Kyle Meredith and I'll see you next time